Welcome. Hey guys, welcome back to Sarah's Parton. Lexi, shut up. <laughs> so, our guest is Alexis Parton. Welcome da, 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 da. back to me, Alexis Parton. I know, I'm an amazing person. We don't have to talk no, about that. Not. We all know that. That's not a big surprise. That's just a fact. That's an opinion. That's a fact. That's an opinion. Fact. Opinion. Fact. A freaking opinion. Alright, so what's the subject? What are you the subject is about how Brian complains a lot. <laughs> well, let, me let me talk about something real quick. Files. Files. All right. Okay, so guess, has sister. anybody heard um, Brian complain? <laughs> me, I've heard him complain every, every single him. day on his Actually, podcast. On your podcast, on your podcast, all I hear you is complain what? about about how stupid treats are. Anyway, anyway, everyone knows that I'm awesome, and everyone knows that Brian has like a thousand. Everyone knows Sal's is rude. Everyone knows that Brian has a thousand signs from the from the interstate and treats. <laughs> everyone knows that it's all over his house. I have a thousand interstate signs. It's true. He has one in his backyard. He has a picture of, it. Has a picture of one too. <laughs> so, yeah. Bye. What the hell is that? What would you say you do here? It's Stone's Weekly Dose. Because I'm kind of an idiot. I'm a dumb guy. Brian, you don't have to keep trying so hard to impress me. I already really like you. Your midweek download destination. I told you about Brian. I told you. Come on, man. Brian was just making a joke. I'm so lucky to have met you, Brian. You're such an amazing guy. It's Stone's Weekly Dose. And note to self, don't die. Welcome in, everybody, to the supposed for-profit venture known as the Stone On Air Podcast. It's a weekly dose for December 12th, 2018. It is the final show of the year. And a little bit, I'll talk about how maybe the supposed part of the for-profit venture I can maybe turn into 2019 to an actual profit venture. Uh, this GD computer just jumped around on me. I hope that came across all right through the intro, but I am in no mood to start that over. So thank you so much for finding the final show of the year. Why is it the final show of the year? I'll get to that here in a minute. But it is actually a wonder I was able to make it down into the garage to do this show today because t- t- tonight, record time is Tuesday night, ESPN's 30 for 30 was on Buster Douglas uh, knocking out Mike Tyson back in 1990. I heard people talking about it today on the radio shows I was listening to, and I saw it coming on, and my DVR doesn't work because I'm an idiot, and I still pay for cable that is virtually useless, which is going to go away here by the end of the month. For sure this time, I mean it, I promise. But um, So I couldn't DVR it, so I had to watch it. And then afterwards, which it was very, very good, and afterwards, as I speak right now and record this, they were showing the fight in its entirety, which I would love to uh, to watch because um, I'd never seen the fight before. I didn't. I was 10 years old at the time. I didn't. Uh, I, I'm sure it was late at night. I didn't watch boxing like, you know, I followed boxing because it was sports, but I didn't watch late night boxing at 10 years old in uh, 1990, so I've never actually seen it. Now, of course, I've seen the clips. I know what happens, clearly all that stuff, but, man, it was good, and those 30 for 30s are always good, and I teared up probably three times 
just because those things are done so well and it was such a, a great story. And I'm finding myself doing that more and more recently. I guess it comes along with with old age. I think it happens to everybody, and certainly, especially you know, men have that we can't cry. There's no no crying in baseball, which will I'll tie that into where I'm going with this in just a second. Um, you know, you you, you can't you got to be a man. You can't be a p word, right? You can't be a you can't be a this. You can't be a that. You got to be strong and all that kind of stuff. And the other day, speaking of can't crying in baseball, a league of their own came on on one of the uh, cable channels that are way in the 400s, a channel I didn't even know what the hell it was. It had commercials, but it was uncut because there's actually a lot of cussing in that movie. And if that was on a regular cable channel, they would have cut out a lot of the GDs. There's a lot of goddamns in there. They'd have cut those out of there. Um, but so it was all there in intact completely just with the interruption of commercials. And I was making some food. And which generally pretty much is always a bad idea. And in this case, it pretty much sucked also. But I decided to uh, to continue watching the movie because I haven't seen it in so long. And I loved the movie when I was a kid. I remember seeing it in the theater. And I love baseball and I love the history of uh, World War II, uh, that, those time frames, um, everything about it. And so I always get a little bit emotional when I've watched it over the years. I love the the Madonna theme song for the movie, just everything about it. And um, I don't know if I was just in some kind of mood. Maybe something had just hit me wrong that week, or something sentimental had been, um, you know, subconsciously there. I because I couldn't quite put my finger on it. I couldn't stop crying watching a league of their own. All right, you know you're comfortable inside of your own messed up skin when you can say out loud to a podcast that's listened to by thousands of people in the Southeast that I cried constantly watching A League of Their Own the other day. Probably, probably damn near 10 times I started tearing up because I don't know why. It was so weird. And uh, my girlfriend came over and she came, it was on her way. And I, I, it's not that I was going to be embarrassed by it because I told her as soon as she got there, it was right at the end. I said, You just missed me cry like 10 times. <laughs> so um, I just had another little, uh, a little bit with that with the uh, Buster Douglas uh, 30 for 30 here just a few minutes ago. All right. So let's see what's going to go on today. This is a complete mail it in, throw it away. I'm done for the year with the podcast because. Coming into the new year, it's time to get real, and it's time to um, it's time to make some money with this thing. And, and and when I say make some money, I just mean a couple of bucks. I'll get into that towards the tail end of the open. I'll touch a little bit on this um, the shutdown, this the the showdown between uh, Pelosi, Schumer, and. Um, Trump and Pence, which was just another stupid TV show for everybody to get all worked up over on social media. And uh, talk a little bit here about uh, Jeff Stiles got his new radio gig. And the radio station that he is on is weird, man, weird. So I'll get to all that here in just a minute. So first of all, what I'm going to be doing for the next couple weeks is working on the radio shows that I'm going to be doing at uh, Alt 98.7. You can uh, download the app. You can listen to it online, alt98.com. I'm going to do a couple hours worth of Christmas music uh, that's, you know, DJ style with the little tidbits in there. And then I'm going to do, I hope to get upwards of six hours of the best of 2018 of music released in 2018 that will run uh, right around the new year, New Year's Eve, New, uh, new Year's Day, maybe even the day before New Year's Eve. Haven't put all that together, but that's going to take a lot of time. So 
I'm running out of time in the day, and that's going to be kind of some of the point I get to uh, about the podcast going into the new year. On the front end there, those two children are uh, my girlfriend's kids, and we first I have a tree, then we cut, then they come over and I paint um, ornaments. I just did one, a little Tennessee Titans fireball, stupid as it could be, but they made some pretty cool ones, and then, yes... They made, and I, you know, kind of, I just sat there and watched for the most part, a gingerbread freaking house. Yes. Who is this guy who we've been listening to or hanging out with for the last however many years of our lives? What is going on here? Um, it is definitely a, a a different time in my life, and I am enjoying it. So that's what that is. And so to, to warn you in advance... In even more of a mail-it-in, Jeff Styles kind of way, the final segment of this show, feel free to just not even, as soon as it starts, exit out and don't listen if you don't want, or do, because it's kind of adorable at times. Um, it's it's Lexi and Silas doing, I, me just doing a little bit of asking them about them going out and watching Christmas lights and stuff like that. I don't even remember what it is. It's like 10 minutes. So the third full segment is basically the Silas and Lexi show. And if you don't want to listen to that, I don't blame you. But hey, what's it going to hurt you to go 10 minutes and listen to a different kind of thing that you would have probably never expected to come from a podcast that I am normally putting together? So real quick with Jeff, he is at this station now. It's called 92.7, Nuga Radio. If you care, you likely already know. And this is one weird weird station it is in some ways they do a few things kind of interesting in a lot of ways they do things very amateurish meaning from like a um, an imaging standpoint meaning the way the station sounds the way the sweepers are in between um, breaks in between uh, elements they're gonna play um, they do a pretty good job of of having a local newscast it would appear pretty regularly but it's odd because they come from, it's not just conservative right-wing radio. It's pretty much conservative, I hate libtards type radio, right? Like, it's 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 like, it's kind of nasty. A lot of it's kind of gross in my mind. Um, the guy in the afternoon, David uh, Tullis, I think that's his name. He's been on there for a while. I've known this station was here. I just haven't paid it any attention. Very low wattage. They do a lot of Facebook stuff. But I flipped it over there the other day, and I... There was this situation with the police kicking some uh, a black guy w- who was uh, handcuffed and kicking and punching him maybe after he was on the ground. The NAACP got involved. There was a big ruckus at the uh, city council on Tuesday night about it. I haven't followed the story all that closely. Recently, I've been in kind of a mode of not really wanting to pay attention to all the to, to all the mess that is out there in the news cycle because I've been in a kind of a good mood and I haven't been wanting to be drugged down into uh, in, into the, the I, I'm, I'm mad, hear me roar kind of stuff. So apparently that's a thing. I did a little quick uh, search on it earlier and he was talking about it sounded like he was he was mad about the police officers because they were cussing on this video or something like that. And his whole stance was that we should be able to do away with the Chattanooga Police Department. I mean, like, the police department, period. And there's no reason why we couldn't live uh, and 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 kind of self-law ourselves, self-govern our, ourselves as a community, which is 
quite ridiculous of all the crime we have in here uh, around Chattanooga and around the whole country, around the whole world for that matter. But that was kind of his overall reaching point. But he was mad about how much the, the cops were cussing. And he said, if you say MF or the S word or however you're saying it, you should automatically be fired. Uh, and, and, if you, and if you ever were to say, God damn, you should be fired from any employment you have because we all work for God. And if you're using God's name in vain, you should be fired from your employer employment because you are ultimately working for God. And that was at that point, I was click. <laughs> right. I'm out of here. So that guy's all over the place, nut jobs. And, um, you know, they were doing a news report and um, it, it, it's worded weird. There was a woman shot and it said something about he's like and then the, the woman uh, responded to the police and said she was just walking down the street when she got hit by the hot slug. Like what you mean by the stray bullet, the hot slug? I mean, so I don't really know what their point is. It's got some of that old school like uh, Nuga Radio 92.7, like that kind of stuff that's just so outdated. But. Whatever, Jeff's got himself a new gig, and I listened to a little bit of it. Same thing he's always been doing in the last five some odd years. He's not going to go after anybody saying stupid stuff on the station because that would lead to him potentially getting fired, so he's going to be vanilla there. He is going to be safe all around every edge because he, he, he has to, and I don't blame him for that. And um, I think his podcast is probably going to end up being a much better listen than this radio show will be. But if he's got money coming in and it's working out for him, I'm happy for him. And I hope it works out as long as it possibly can. I just don't see how from a fundamental standpoint for how how he wants to operate shows and how he wants to do things from what I remember. I don't see how it's going to work with this new outfit, but I wish him and them all the luck in the world, because it is a Chattanooga-based thing. It's got syndication for sure, but it is a Chattanooga-based thing, and uh, they're trying. So, good luck, Jeff Styles and Nuga Radio, 92.7. He's on 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. every morning. I don't think there's an app. I think it might stream from the website. I don't know. You're on your own on that one. So, real quick here, too. So, now that I've got so many things going on in my life that I'm not used to, I'm having to do a bunch of gift-giving. And I've talked about this about Halloween a lot, and I've talked about this about New Year's Eve, is that you can pick out the dullards in life. You can pick out the, the creative list types when you, when you really kind of evaluate how they handle Halloween and New Year's Eve. I'm not a big fan of either one of those uh, uh, days really anymore, and I used to like New Year's Eve, but I'm just kind of over it, and I've never liked Halloween. And so if, if you really are creative and you do something really neat on either one of those days, I have a lot of appreciation for that. And But most people don't do that. Most people are dullards and just, oh, look at my stupid hat. It says 2019 on it. Now I'm drinking champagne until I fall out flat on the floor. Wow, wow, you, you sure know how to have a good time. Same thing with Halloween. Hey, oh, look at the, it's, it's Raggedy Ann and Andy. Man, you guys must be a blast. Y'all are a riot. Y'all are crazy. You know, that kind of thing. I find gift giving to be the same way. Now, if you're giving things with children, that's fine. You, you gotta you gotta do things differently because they their appreciation level is only. I mean, it, it rivals their attention span. Basically, there is none. But when you're buying for people who can appreciate interesting and fun, odd and different, unique, creative gifts, 
I think that's a lot of fun. And I, I enjoy giving good gifts more than I enjoy getting crappy gifts. Like, if I don't want it, I don't want it. Like, it's, it's not the thought that counts. It's not, it truly isn't to me. The thought that you got me a gift card doesn't count for anything. That, that you did something out of some kind of fictitious, societal, pressurized kind of situation. You didn't do anything because you were thinking about me. You did something because you felt like you had to. And so the thought doesn't count. Now, in some situations, it might. If something doesn't work out and it comes late or whatever, blah, 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 I get that. But putting together a really unique gift for somebody is a really fun thing to do. And I've done it a lot of my life. It's just been sporadic because there's only, you know, a handful of people that I would do that for, a couple of family members, and then depending on who's in my life at that time of the season. And this year, there's more in my uh, in my life than usual. So I've been putting a lot of effort into this gift giving and it's stressing me out, man. <laughs> it's stressing me out because I got so much going on. That's another reason. Why I'm not going to do the podcast uh, again this year. I'll be back right in the beginning of January. So today, as a couple of subjects here before I get to the uh, middle subject, which I haven't even told you what that's going to be yet. My bad. I've told you. I'm, I'm all over the place here. Um, I found a bunch of old snail mails that were addressed to me while I worked at Talk Radio 102.3 WGOW, the Fraud Monster. And I, I don't remember half of them. I found them in a drawer. There's probably about six of them and they range from you suck to um you're crazy and you're gonna die and um maybe there's hope for you after all and i'm gonna read those in the second segment of the show and then again it'll be the uh, children on the way out the final 10 minutes of the show but so yeah the, sh- the government's probably about to shut down again people will f- always forget this happens all the time we th- we we let the government shut down for political posturing all of the time. It happened, I'm guessing, under Obama uh, four times, five times maybe. And I've done a whole show back at the, the old GLW uh, looking back at all the shutdowns over the course of uh, of post-World War II modernized America. And I don't think there's an administration where there hasn't been a government shutdown. They never last for very long, and they always come around and figure out to, to get it back open. And it's really not that big a deal. It just... It's red meat for both bases. So uh, Skeletor, I mean Pelosi, and uh, I wish I had a better nickname to make fun of Schumer, but I don't. Skeletor's uh, twin brother, Schumer, and then uh, Mrs. Pen- I mean Mr. Pence, Trump, and then Trump, sitting around in a room making a TV show about who you know who's going to do what and why we're going to do this and you're going to do that because of that. And I didn't watch anything but a blurb over it. I just can't get too worked up over but what what upsets me the most is when i see that picture when i see in that the 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 highlights of that gathering on tuesday it's i can't get over the fact that it's a bunch of old assholes sitting around squabbling and arguing about what's best for a country that they have no no clear understanding of what the average asshole walking around actually has to deal with they're so out of touch with their own bases, they're so out of touch with what's actually happened on a daily basis, and these geriatric clowns are sitting around on TV getting the whole country all uh, rebel-rousing over shit that's really not that important. That's what I got out of that. A bunch of old men and women, old white men and women, trying to tell me and you and everybody else what's best for us. Yeah, go to hell, all of you. Every one of you. 
And Nancy Pelosi being back the Speaker of the House is one, is probably the dumbest thing that could have happened out of these midterm elections. And the Democrats can't get out of their own damn way either. I love a portion of that clip I played at the beginning of last week's show from the show Newsroom with Jeff Daniels, where he says, if the liberals are so fucking smart, why do they lose so goddamn always? So, I mean, I'm a libertarian at heart, but when you only give me two realistic choices, you know, you guys know where I lean on that. But it's it is it's just so disappointing that the people that that make the decisions consistently in this country are so far out of touch with us average people walking around every day. And it's just upsetting and infuriating. And so it's turned it's got me tuning out. It's got me tuning out. And that's disappointing to me because I used to like to keep up. And nowadays I'm just like click off, click, go away, click, go down, close, 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 close. Shut up, get out of here. So anyway, enough of that. Final little mention here on the way out of the open of the show. So yeah, into the new year, it is time to get serious. I have now been doing this show standalone on a weekly, almost every single weekly basis since July of 2016. It does not cost me any money to do this show. It costs me time, and sometimes it costs me a lot of time. And I'm a firm, firm, firm believer that there are situations where time is more valuable than money. I can always get more money, right? I might not be able to get the money back that I lost, but I can always figure out a way to probably get more money. I can never get more time. I'm only given the amount of time that I have to live, and it's never coming back. So I, I'm, I'm using a lot of time for this podcast every week, and I enjoy it, and I want to do it, but if it doesn't have a mon- if if it doesn't get monetized, it's not something I can keep doing for a long time. And if anything that's come out of Jeff's situation, I've learned a little bit from the peripheral of what he's doing to try to turn a few dollars with his podcast. And there is absolutely no reason why I can't do that as well. Uh, it's a good show. It's got a good following. I need to get the website together. I'm getting together with my web guy this week to talk about that into the new into the new year. And um, all but all I need is a dollar. And I'm turning a profit because from a monetary standpoint, this doesn't cost any money. From a time-lapse, stress level, and uh, creatively exhaustive kind of nature, this podcast costs me a lot. And I enjoy it as long as I can uh, put a couple bucks into the the bank account. So I'm going to start working on that into the new year, freshen up some stuff. Maybe get with a lawyer to figure out some of this stuff with the uh, licensing fees that I've talked about in the past. But I'm I I want to do this show for the rest of my life. I want this to be something I regularly do all the time. the The listenership stays steady or builds. Of course, sometimes it depends on what the subject matter is. It rarely declines in listenership. Occasionally, it does, but it almost always bounces back. And I'm encouraged by that. And I am. I am um I, I just I love you so much for being here for to listen to my uh my at times idiocy or my at times madness. Um it all feels like it's got a good reason and sometimes it maybe it does and sometimes maybe it doesn't. But so there you go. That's just what I'm thinking into the new year. I will I'd like to get some new opens, some new sounders, some new segments, some more guests, some more interviews, try to spread it out a little bit more. And uh, just like everybody else in any walk of life, when you're getting into a new year, you get all excited about new ideas. And then by the time February rolls around, you've forgotten half of them. And by the time March rolls around, you've, you've abandoned all of them. 
Well, I'm not a New Year's resolution guy, but I am a not even a little bit. I think New Year's resolutions are for absolute losers. Uh, most people I have ever been encountered that says, my New Year's resolutions is, dit, 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 dit. yeah, you're a loser. You're not going to get to any of those. I am a New Year's adjustment type of guy. Always be making adjustments throughout your life at a, every point of your life, but certainly around the turn of the calendar, look around, see where you can make some adjustments. And if you do that, I think you'll be doing All right, so that is what I'm thinking about right now, and that's not just with the podcast. That's with everything in my life, and um, I'm right now. I'm in a good place, so I'm not. I don't need to make that many adjustments. So I'm pretty happy about that. And coming up next, all this snail mail that I got 10, 11, 12, 13 years ago that I forgot. Most of it I forgot ever came. Some of it I'm not sure I ever even read. And I'll read you those coming up next on the Stone On Air podcast, the final one for 2018. It's been one hell of a year. It's a weekly dose for December 12th, 2018, and I will be right back. Stone On Air will be right back. Oh, darling, what juicy gossip I have for our listeners. StoneOnAir.com. This isn't the biggest bag over the head punch in the face I ever got. God damn it! Son. Any of you are looking for any last-minute gift ideas for me? I have one. I like Frank Shirley, my boss, right here tonight. I want him brought from his happy holiday slumber over there on Melody Lane with all the other rich people. And I want him brought right here with a big ribbon on his head. And I want to look him straight in the eye. And I want to tell him what a cheap, lying, no-good, rotten, four-flushing, low-life, snake-licking, dirt-eating, inbred, overstuffed, ignorant, blood Sucking, dog-kissing, brainless, dickless, hopeless, heartless, fat-ass, bug-eyed, stiff-legged, spotty-lipped, worm-headed sack of monkey shit he is! Hallelujah! Holy shit! Where's the Tylenol? We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. And it basically just happened again. So in between segments... I went upstairs to freshen up the G&T and the uh, Buster Douglas-Mike Tyson fight was in the seventh round, and it went to the tenth round when Buster knocked him out in 1990, and I couldn't leave the TV, and I had to watch the final three rounds, and I teared up again like two or three times. It's so incredible when people talk to me or to anybody I hear out there it's sports are stupid and they don't you know they're they're dumb jocks and all this stuff no they're memory creating and they're amazing and that was such a historical night and after watching the doc the 30 for 30 doc and then now watching those final three rounds and and hearing the announcers in not in a cut up a variation like I did in a produced variation with the uh, 30 for 30 in just the real raw emotion at the time. Oh, God, it was so good. And so it's much later now than I'd like it to be to put the uh, wraps on the, uh, the the show today or at least the second segment. As I mentioned, it will be the Silas and Lexi show for the final 10 minutes, the final segment of the final podcast of 2018. So... The other day, I was looking through uh, somewhere, just a a little bit of cleanup. You know, every now and again, I get a little motivated to start going through some things and maybe getting rid of some things because I am a bit of a pack rat. And I found this drawer that was full of, uh, of letters and 
just, you know, pieces of paper, and most every one of them, because a lot of them are actually faxes, have dates on them, and then the uh, the the envelopes obviously have dates on them from how they're um, they're mailed, and so every one of these are over ten years old, and they were addressed to me as I was doing fill in work over at Talk Radio one hundred two point three back in around two thousand six seven and maybe into eight, but it looks like most of this is from two thousand six and two thousand seven. So from an experience and maturity level, just understand that at that time I was 26 and 27 years old, which is by no mean a young child, but it is certainly not a very overly experienced adult either. So just so you know that. So the first one, and I remember this one, it was the first time I ever filled in for Jeff Styles, August 21st, 2006. This is from Modern Windows and Siding. It is a fax that says, well, the last hour and a half has been a complete waste, but you still have half an hour to improve. So that's pretty harmless. No big deal there, right? This jumps forward a little while further into the future. December 20th, 2007 at 940 in the morning, and it is headlined with To the Punk on Fred the Show. As a consumer of news and views in the Tennessee Valley region, my proclamation is going to come as a shock to you and your minion. First, the content of the tape is a private matter concerning the judge and the judge only. No laws violated. It is a mute mute, mute issue. Moot is what it would need to say there, by the way. Uh, so get over it. The public does not have a dog in the fight. And I'll stop right there and say what had happened was there was a judge in Bradley County who had there was a tape it was like a sex tape uh, audio uh, I don't know if it was like phone sex something like that that had been leaked and he was a judge and he was a super Christian type guy older guy uh, I haven't heard of his Hagler might have been Judge Hagler and um, that just popped into my head but that might not be right anyway I had gone on the air as I was filling in for Jeff and I I found this to be my I gotcha moment, and I started to really hammer, like, what's on this tape? Why is it out there? Where did it come from? What's he saying? All that. And that's what this response is, too. Uh, and I'll go back to the uh, the facts here from the, uh, the person who just said mute issue instead of moot issue, by the way. Uh, secondly, our, the public's, need to know is irrelevant. Thirdly, not only is our need to know irrelevant, but it is none of our damn business. If the judge were to just pick his nose, we, the public, do not have a need and or right, Freedom of Information Act be damned, to be there and examine the pickings. Lastly, the young man who is a substitute for Jeff Styles is not only still wet behind the ears, but not savvy and or old enough to have a valid opinion. So how does that grab you, Vern? And it says in big, bold letters, give to Brian Stone. I actually thought that was pretty awesome. I was glad that somebody was listening to me enough to have a response like that. This is a fax from, let's see, December 18th, 2007. And it is in regards to one of the more um, highly successful national championship games, the old 1AA games that used to be at Finley Stadium that I was uh, a big proponent of and my whole family was. It was one of our big gatherings every year. It's basically kind of a Christmas gathering because it's always about a week before Christmas. And Appalachian State came here from North Carolina and have a really rowdy fan, fan base, and there was a lot of drinking. There was a lot of partying. Place was sold out. They won the championship. It was a lot of fun. 
And I don't remember what my what I was saying that day, but this was the response to talking about that game the day after. After listening to Brian Stone yesterday, we learned dot dot dot. Brian thinks that if an event brings 2.6 million to town, public drunkenness is all right. Pissing in the stadium can be overlooked. If you are older than the crowd, that you should learn to live with the fact that you're going to be cussed and have food and drinks thrown on you. <laughs> so, I'm sure I was probably talking about how great I thought the situation was, and uh, clearly they didn't think so. Now, this is where things start to get a little weirder. So, this one comes in on the 20th of 2007 in... Uh, December. Oh, this was a nice one. I don't even remember what, what, what it was. It was a card from the Samaritan Center run by the Seventh-day Adventist, right? Dear Brian, thank you so much for hosting Tony Dalberry on your radio show to get some publicity for our annual bag sale. Exposure like yours is invaluable. Thanks for helping us raise community awareness. Sincerely, Angela Berg, Samaritan Center Marketing Coordinator. It was very nice of you to do that. Uh, what did I say her name was? Uh, Angela. That was very nice of you. This is where it gets a little weirder. So here's one that comes from, of course, it's not, it doesn't have a return address. It is addressed to Brian, care of WGOW Radio, Pineville Road. It doesn't say Chattanooga. It just says city. So here's what he sends. And one of the, it's got a little card in it. It says, don't worry. Today is in God's hands. And it says written under that in his handwriting, not yours. Thank God. (laughs) So here we go. This one, give me a bear with me here. It says, uh, all right. So it says Friday. If there was ever any doubt in anybody's mind that WGOW is nothing more than dangerous sociopathic sociopathic neo-Nazis, your comments about improving drug tests for welfare mothers, approving drug tests for welfare mothers, are you a women hater? You hate yourselves too, I guess. I would hate everything, too, if I had to live inside of you. You are a disgrace to humankind, traitors to your country, haters of our own needy mothers. Love life, scum, Tennessee trash. You are crooked souls. You need to slither back under your rock. You are a vexation to the human spirit. I believe in your wicked heart. You would execute them like your hero, Bush, the butcher of Iraq, Retarded gangster thug, your master, murderer of children and the innocent. Just your kind of man, eh? And I can't read every word of this. I don't, and again, I don't, this is addressed to me. I don't know what, what I said to get him to, off to this. Let's see. Um, we'll skip over the, oh, wait. Drug war, or Nancy's bogus drug war has destroyed our precious country, and you helped it happen because basically you're insane. And mean, no mercy. Back page, just a little bit more here. What's your drug of choice? Jack Daniels? Oh, you hypocrites, Jesus. I hope they put all of your children and grandchildren in jail for drugs. It's a health issue, shit for brains. Not a drug issue, stupid. Wake up, soak your head in ice water. (laughs) I love it. I don't remember any of this. I don't remember any of this. And it was postmarked uh, December 30th, 2011. This one was postmarked December 20th, uh, 30th, 2011. So, again, these are all in December when I would be doing fill-in for Jeff. Uh, this is one that comes in. It's a picture of uh, G- General Lee, Stonewall Jackson, 
and a Confederate flag. It says, Dear Brian, and this is going to be difficult to read every word of this. I'll try to go as quickly and as coherently as I can. Dear Brian, Ayn Rand was asked on the Tom Snyder show, what is the impardonable, is that even a word? Impardonable sin. Her answer was to denigrate someone great. I wonder how many of our moronic citizens who condemn General Forrest, Nathan Bedford Forrest is who he's referring to, have ever read a biography of him. How many of them will have over 40 biographies written about them? How many cities, schools, streets will be named after them? Just curious. Give me a ring. We'll talk Civil War history. I think there might still be some hope for you, but, and who, uh, what does this say? Oh, Carnell is hopeless. Carnell was a regular caller back in the day. Let's see. Uh, he has been indoctrinated pre-birth. Most all Republican leaders are reincarnated Nazis. You and Carnell are only slave sheep. Harmless, but totally hopeless. Put any Republican as leader of our country again, and you will be totally... Uh, I can't even read that word. I mean, I don't, I don't know what it says. We don't listen to you brain-dead slaves anymore anyway. Only lockstep warlock would give you a job. You, you never had a chance, surrounded by Republicans only. What's that say about WGOW? I read... I read that the sewer treatment plant is relocating. The smell from WGOW got too much for them. Parentheses, all in fun. Don't get your letter. I can't read that word either. Your panties in a wad, basically, is what he's saying. Again, this is on the back of a piece of paper that has a picture of General Robert E. Lee and uh, Stonewall Jackson. Uh, I, I, I presume that's what it looks like it, with the Confederate flag in the back. I see it's mixed signals. This was 10. Uh, no, this was 11. So this was um, whatever that math is, seven, eight years ago where I, things were different. People thought differently. And uh, I don't know. So then there's a picture that comes in here with um, George W. Bush with a big cracked head head open that's uh, cut out like the uh, like the the, the silhouette of the country. There's all kinds of cuts out cutouts from um, uh, letters to the editor editor by this guy whose name is Robert Lee. It's Robert. What is it exactly? Robert Lee Brown. And it's just one little thing after another. President has done nothing for wildlife. Get a clunker. Avoid emissions testing. EPA. I mean, it just goes on. All these countless different ideas. There's there's a cutout of Mary Surratt. And uh, Nathan Bedford Forrest, just black and white pictures of them. What else? I, 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 I forgot all of this stuff. Here's something else. What is even this? I don't know. But that's the kind of stuff that was happening back 10, 12, uh, 7, 8, 10, 12 years ago that's so much different than now. That when people react to something that they're so mad about and they send it to you in the mail or they put it in a letter to the editor or somehow communicate it in something that takes time for the middle area to cool off. Well, yeah, who who cares what this kook says three or four days ago when you can't even remember exactly what you said to make him go off. But when you can get on Twitter, especially, and certainly Facebook, and anywhere else in those kinds of social media instant information world that we're in, now it's not... Just, I have time to cool off and read this later and laugh about it. 
if I had gotten this two two minutes after I said whatever it was that I said that triggered on all of these, I might have been, God damn it, I'm pissed off! <laughs> like that old sounder I don't have on my uh, on my board right now. But I might have lost my, you know what? I might have been pissed. and Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah, you want to go, bro? Instead, I get this in the mail like a week and a half later. I look at it and think, the hell is this? I got a keg party to go to. See you later. Throw it in a drawer and... 13 years later, pull it out and read it on a podcast and just look at it and think this isn't much different than what's happening now as far as reaction and overreaction. It's just happening in a different capacity and it's changed the way we treat each other. It's changed the way we treat uh, the world, the way we uh, go about our business on a daily basis. It's changed everything. And now that we have a, um, a, a, a an administration that is so so unconventional, it's emboldening everybody, not just Trump supporters and MAGA types. It's emboldening everybody. Schumer today, when I, the little bit I saw when he was doing his press conference, kind of did almost a, oh, yeah, no, 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 you shut up. I'm not done talking yet. Like, those kinds of things didn't used to happen. Being an asshole was always a thing in America and the world for that matter. But for some reason, I, I guess through the teachings of, of Christianity and religious practices, even though most people don't actually fulfill those practices, maybe that's where that came from to where to, to, you know, to treat others as you'd want to be treated. But that's just not, that's just not a thing anymore. And, um, it's just it's just wild to look back at this. Here's a bunch more of these letters to the editor. He cut them all out and sent them to me. Uh, hippie days, fear of capitalism, right? Our children inherit planet problems. Marijuana arrests waste resources. Selfishness selfishness will only destroy the country. Right wing dogma spreads falsehoods. Uh, it says only one U.S. senator. This is handwriting on the top of this page. It was photocopied. Only one U.S. senator is not underlined a millionaire. And he's a Jew. <laughs> what is this? I'll keep that for the rest of my life. Yeah, so this piece of paper I'm crumpling up, that ain't none of those. I'll keep that forever. I, I thought that was uh, fascinating to, uh, to take a look at and to feature on the show. So I'm going to put the wraps on that right there on this segment. And uh, the final 10 minutes of the show is going to be me kind of moderating a couple of children. And it was fun over the weekend. And feel free to bail out and, and don't bother with it because it's it probably doesn't mean anything to you, but it is only 10 minutes. So if you want to spend 10 minutes of your uh, the rest of your afternoon, evening, morning, middle of the night, whatever time you're listening to this, it will be the Silas and Lexi show for the remainder. I love you to death. Uh, happy holidays. There's nothing wrong with saying that. Saying Merry Christmas to somebody who doesn't celebrate it is a kind of stupid thing to do. Uh, somebody who would be a Muslim, you wouldn't say Merry Christmas to. Somebody who's an atheist, you wouldn't say Merry Christmas to. I don't take any offense to it in, in any way, but sometimes people do. Saying Happy Holidays is a very kind and, uh, and, and, and nice way to wish people a happy time during this kind of season. Happy New Year as well, and I'll talk to you again in 2019. And uh, hang out on the radio too, Alt 98.7, as that'll be going full force for the rest of the year and the rest of next year. And hopefully, as is this podcast, is the hope for the rest of my life. I love you. I appreciate you so much. It means so much to me to hang out with me on this podcast every week. And uh, we'll do it again into the new year. Take care. Bye. We will-
Second best. This is the best podcast in the world. <laughs> yeah, yes, we know. We know. I'm wearing this freaking ugly hat. Okay, so today we're going to be talking about the Christmas lights and one Christmas lights that we saw um, it was a couple like, days ago. It was like. Where was that at? It, it, it was, was like, like in Rossville. East it Ridge. Was Itcher, it was in East Ridge. We're in East Ridge right now. Yeah, but yeah, like it was, it was like, like this beautiful house. It was so pretty. It had so many like Christmas lights everywhere. Yeah, like there was this whole neighborhood, you know, like it was this whole neighborhood and they do it every single year and they just like cover the whole neighborhood in lights. And they just let people just they, come and hang out. Yeah. Yeah. They we, can look at the you, lights. You get to walk like, around. Like we're hanging out at my house right now and, and they just, don't hang and, out inside they don't the hang house. Out. They, they hang out. Oh, I know, I know. But they like just outside. watch, they watch they the walk Christmas around lights. and they take pictures with the, with like the fake Santa. <laughs> the fake Santa. Fake Santa. <laughs> yeah. Who's well, we all know that we all know the Christmas Santa can't make it just for one tiny event. He can't make it to every single one of them. So they right. get I like get a fake that. Santa. Yeah, a fake like plastic one. Cause it, it's not plastic. He's a real human just dressed no, up as Santa. No, we took a picture of the fake plas- plastic tree. Oh no. yeah, we took a picture with a fake Santa. Yeah, I sat on his lap. He's I a very fat lap. I wear this glowing. I wear this glowing blue hat. I wore that at New Year's one year. I thought it was a good look. Oh yeah, no, it's, it's it, not it, a good look. <laughs> it is not. <laughs> um, so I'm we it off. um saw these two lights and there was this you know this one light we saw we thought it was absolutely amazing but then when amazing. we saw. But then when we saw the another light, we thought it was the best thing we have ever saw. Yeah, I saw it last so year. So what was so great about it? It the, said, they, well, it had everything. I can't even describe it. It was like a. Well, you gotta try it. Well, like, it was like there was like they literally covered the whole neighborhood in lights, and then they had like little donations, so like a drive-through of Christmas there was, lights there that was you can get out and take pictures with everything. There was you know? donations to to. We put seven dollars in the donation bucket for homeless $7. people. Seven dollars. Seven dollars. For the homeless people. No, for, for the children. For the children. For the children in need for presents. The needy children in need. Well, that's awesome. That's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. Do the reason for the season, as they say, right? Yeah. yeah. So, what was the coolest, Silas? What was the coolest part? Uh, the coolest part is when we saw the all the Christmas lights. And we had to drive over here and we got off. And we got, it was like so, we took, we took a lot of pictures. We had to, we had to 
a person that's really good at taking pictures, and we had him to take a picture of all of us. He wasn't really good. He was just yes, a random person off the streets. And yeah, not but off the streets, but yeah, like yeah, <laughs> not off the streets. He was a he was a person. He was getting donations. He was really good. So and so he took a picture of us, and we got to take a picture, a bunch of pictures, and that was my favorite part about taking the. Do picture. you care that I change a song from Mr. Grinch to Fake Plastic Trees Radiohead? Is that okay? Yeah. Okay. Cool. All right, what was your second favorite part? Um, I like the, um, like, I, I didn't really like how cold it was. I was in my pajo- pajamas. PJs? <laughs> yeah, I was in my PJs, PJs. and I was really cold <laughs> in this jacket, and I didn't know we were going, and I had these, like, thin pants on, and then with the shirt, and I was really cold. And yeah. I told Mama, I need to leave. Yeah, I, ha- I had pajamas on, too. I had this big, comfy jacket on, and it, and it took, and it, kept me warm so I wasn't really complaining it was just my pants still like really thin so I got cold a little bit um <laughs> a little bit I remember when I was very young and we had to go drive around to look at Christmas trees it was very much different than it is now overall and I was putting the freaking hat was, back on you should put the hat back on <laughs> yeah. it's a cool hat it's not. I yeah. Was ma- I was mad. I didn't want to do it. Like, I was like, why do I have to do this? <laughs> I just want to play my video games. I want to play my <laughs> Sega Genesis. Do you even know what, what that is? What is that? Actually, what is blah, no. blah, blah, blah? Game Boy. <laughs> Game Boy. Yeah, I want to play my game. Well, I'd sit in the back of the car and play Game Boy. I was like, hey, look at those lights. And we're like, yeah, a lot of whatever Mario. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> like, let me do this. <laughs> Well, I'd like to see that they're, they're, that I not like everybody's a jerk like me. I like yeah. to see Christmas lights sometimes. When Depends what kind of mood I am. Yeah. Well, I mean, if they're really good Christmas yeah. lights. If they're really right? good, I like them. I mean, if they're a bunch of, you know, you know half like, butts. Like you if know. they just, like, have Christmas lights on the roof, like yeah, on the little they, tip of the roof. If, they just, have, if they just have Christmas lights on the door, that's just lame. Yeah, I mean, if you're, like a, if you're like a guy who gets convinced to put some jingle bells on his door. <laughs> like I mean, you. Like you. What kind of, my mom made what me. What kind of mess is that? Your mom made you. <laughs> you don't want to come watch that. Yeah, yeah. The day we, the night we went to the to look for Christmas lights, when we were coming home, we saw this house. The people were Jewish. It had Jewish lights. They were celebrating Hanukkah. Yeah, they were celebrating Hanukkah. And we it, saw some Christmas lights around our neighborhood. Yeah. Um, but it's not really big. Eight, eight crazy nights, they say. Unlike my mom's, unlike my mama's house. She doesn't have nothing. Cause she just puts a Christmas tree up and says, yeah. Set, voila, I got Christmas decorations. <laughs> yeah, not even outside of a house. Hey. No one can see it. That's me. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly you. Like now, I've never, before it was not me. Like even before you were dating my mom, you had no nothing. You had no me. holiday cheer. Nothing. I went and <laughs> ate ham and turkey. and. Yeah. Okay, that was for turkey. That was Thanksgiving. Holiday. Okay. We already talked about Thanksgiving tonight. Yeah. <laughs> it's the same food for both holidays. No, it's not. I mean, yeah, it kind of is. Um, yeah. <laughs> All right, so what else? we got to wrap this thing up here soon. What else we got to know as we're three weeks away from Christmas? What else we got to know? Well, well I know what I'm getting for Christmas. You know, oh, you know. Yeah. You don't know. I so bet I you know. don't know. I do think know. That as a matter of fact, I know you don't know. As a matter of fact, I know I do know, and I know you Can don't you know. Can you be quiet? <laughs> be quiet. So the thing I really want. Let Silas have the floor. The thing I really want for Christmas is a hoverboard, cause all you have to do is lean or go back if you want to. Not as easy as you think, honey. Yes, it is. I rolled one. I have two, and I fell, and I busted and my I, butt. And I know, and I know how to drive one. 
Um, the I thing, thought you just hovered on those. I didn't think you no, them. Like, no. You gotta, like, you gotta oh keep your balance God. on them. Like, you have to lean forward to go straight and, like, lean back to go back. And you have to, like, keep your balance on everything. And the thing I really want for Christmas is a camera. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a camera? <laughs> why do you want a camera? Don't like, we all have some... Ver- no, like, not like... Why do you want a 70s camera? Not like a camera, like, that you have in your phone. Like, that's, like, a camera that you, like, that I already have. But, um... <laughs> my point, maybe. <laughs> um, but, like, a camera that you can, like... I mean, I know I can carry my phone around with me and take pictures, but, like, a camera that can actually take good pictures, you know? Like... Like... The, the camera for the ta- things, whatever the, they the are. Detachable lens. Yeah. Like the ones yeah. that you can put around your around your waist and you can just put your eye in it and snap a picture. Because um, one night we went night swimming with my mom and our, yeah, it was and our really pool. Fun. And I was taking pictures of them. And if I, like, I, if I had like a better camera, I could take better pictures. And I'm planning to be a photography person when I grow up. That's <laughs> awesome. That's fun. All right. But we're out of time. Silas, what do you want for Photography. Christmas? What do you want? Are you getting brain freeze? Did you crunch on the ice too much? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's just ice water, man. <laughs> there's no, there's no more water in it. It's just ice. I'm sorry, I don't have drinks for children. <laughs> well, what I want yeah. is just a, just like ninety toys. You like want ninety toys? Just like one thousand toys. One I want thousand toys. Yes, I want some one. Like, Thousand toys. Not I want some nice joy, like not like okay. Nice joy. You, like, you, I want some you joy. don't want like five incredibly amazing one, two, three, four, five things. You want one thousand toys. Yes. So that will wrap it up today. Hold on. <laughs> let, me, let me say something. Let me say some stuff. Honey. Look, look, uh, around, bo- look bo- around this garage. There's one thousand things in this garage. Yeah, but I don't want toys. that. Hey, we can wrap all this Good, stuff up and say Merry Christmas. We can wrap all this stuff up and say Merry Christmas. Um, have like an am- this last Lexi last, <laughs> word. Lexi last word. Um, I don't know. Um, I'll say have it. an amazing Christmas. Merry Goodbye. Christmas. It's still hot. You're still on. Oh, <laughs> have an amazing, have an amazing Christmas. 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 Merry Christmas. Christmas. Goodbye, everybody. Dad. Ho ho ho. <laughs>